Welcome to the Halloween edition of the Fastest Five Minutes, presented by Kroll and Mooring. We are your co-hosts, David Robbins and Peter Ayer, bringing you a bi-weekly summary of significant government contracts, legal and regulatory developments that no government contracts lawyer or executive should be without. On October 25th, the Department of Labor announced that the OFCCP had a record-setting fiscal year 2019. The OFCCP obtained $40 million plus in monetary settlements for affected class members during the fiscal, which is $16 million more than the next highest year on record, which was fiscal year 2017. The OFCCP also implemented the Early Resolution Procedures Program, which led to a number of corporate-wide settlements early in the review process. One requirement of the Early Resolution Procedures Program is that participating contractors must provide corporate-wide reports to OFCCP for five years following the settlement to ensure full compliance with equal employment opportunity and non-discrimination obligations. Peter, over to you. All right. Thank you, David. We turn first to False Claims Act news. On October 24th, DOJ announced it reached a $6.4 million settlement with a contractor to resolve allegations that the contractor overbilled the Air Force for environmental consulting work and then continued to overbill despite an audit highlighting the underlying problem. Next up is VA data security news. On October 22nd, VA released the results of an audit conducted by the OIG. In essence, the complaint alleged that veteran-sensitive personal information was stored on shared networks and was likely accessible to other network users that were not authorized. The OIG team largely substantiated those allegations, finding that Indeed, veterans' personal information was left unprotected on two shared drives, putting them at risk of fraud and or identity theft. The Office of Information and Technology told OIG that authenticated network users with access to shared drives could have accessed the information regardless of the business need. Further authorized users, regardless of location who remotely connected to the network, could have accessed the veterans' information. So this continuing theme of access and access controls, network security, an ongoing theme that we see, and OIG focused more and more on this, both at the government side and the contractor side. David, back to you. Yeah, thanks. And I think that's the key point, right? It's nice to see the focus internally within the government saying, no, we really mean this. You've got to do this all the way around. And it's not just the intense focus on contractors, but they're trying to walk the walk, I guess. Agreed. All right, moving on to Cuba, or not, given this highlight, on the 21st, the Department of Commerce, BIS, amended the Export Administration regulations to further restrict exports and re-exports of items to Cuba. Final rule notes that these changes are designed to further restrict the Cuban government's access to items subject to the ear, as the Cuban government has generated revenue or otherwise benefited from certain exports and re-exports in recent years. And I guess let's move over to a claims and cost decision. On October 18th, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit affirmed the Armed Services Board of Contract Appeals decision that salary costs for lobbying activities are expressly unallowable under 31205-22 of the FAR. That decision, for those who are interested, is Raytheon versus Secretary of Defense, number 2018-2371, and that's out of the Federal Circuit. And we close this week with an IP update. So we've talked before about the intense focus and discussion on DOD acquisition policy as it relates to IP management, that balance between government rights, contractor rights. And there's been an important development. On October 16th, DOD 
Office of the Undersecretary of Defense for Acquisition and Sustainment, released a new instruction to outline policy, assign responsibility, and prescribe procedures for acquisition, licensing, and management of IP by all DOD components. The instruction lays out policy for all of the different types and facets of IP, regardless of the legal instrument used, so procurement contract, OTA, etc. It's too involved to cover in depth here, but it is definitely an important milestone as we try to figure out a way forward as to how DOD is going to manage intellectual property and the impact that will have on contractors. So that's all for this edition. We'll see you again in two weeks. In the meantime, if you need anything, Peter can be reached at 202-624-2807. David can be reached at 202-624-2627. Thank you for listening. The Fastest 5 Minutes podcast is brought to you by Kroll & Mori LLP. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review. You can find more information at kroll.com slash govconpodcast. Podcast.